0: The DS Light Podcast, episode number thirty-nine. Wow, thirty-nine—that's getting high up there. As always, I'm your host Lloyd Hanneson, the webmaster of Nukoda.com. That's N-U-K-O-D-A dot com. Joining me, Edgar Purse. <laughs> What's up, guys? How's it going, my friend?
1: It's going good here at work, trying to get a few things accomplished.
0: But uh, yeah, everything's going really well. I know work, i know work very well. I've been working massive amounts of overtime. I know, I heard Yeah, It's been uh, it's been fun, but but let's not talk about work Let's not bring no. it down Let's talk about our favorite handheld, the Nintendo DS uh, Before mm-hmm. we get into what we're playing just want to remind you guys that the new DSLifePodcast.com will be up and running by the time you hear this uh, So if you're hearing this, you, your subscription is fine Everything is going to be cool You can just download all the other episodes and not worry about it If you're not hearing this, then I'm talking to nobody um but if you're hearing this on the website because you've wondered what the heck is up and you're going to dslifepodcast.com clicking play on the website um just make sure to resubscribe you can resubscribe through itunes and you can resubscribe just through the links on the right hand side of the page so just want to make sure that everybody is cool and everybody likes and can use the new website so i wanted to throw that in really quickly at the start of this episode but uh anyway let's get into what we're playing edgar my friend what you've been playing Dude, guess what? Have you actually been playing games? I've been playing games. No, I don't believe
1: you, dude. Just about every night as homework. Seriously, I've been treating it as homework. Uh, I've been going to bed and a little bit early, and snuggling up to either my Wii or my DS, and it's been fun. I've had a good time. Nice. Uh, I've been playing some Moon. based on your recommendation. It's kind of cool. Did I steer um, you wrong?
0: Did I are you mad at me for uh, No, it's it
1: very interesting. It's got a very like space odyssey type feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like a eerie, like it's not super futuristic. It's not like a, you know, a Star Trek game or anything like that. It's kind of set almost like in somewhat current time. Mhm. Like it's not super advanced, you know, but and it's very very neat. Um it's uh it's a sl- like a slower paced shooter so far yeah uh, and uh, I dig it. Um, I want to get some more uh, hours in before I uh, talk about it in depth, but um, one frustrating thing, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm an idiot or I didn't see it, or because I was distracted because it was a um, a potty game, but uh I w- when I was playing it, I got in- I got into it, and I was like, um, I got the little uh, the uh, remote car thing. And I was uh, steering it around and, and, and unlocking all these really cool things. And I was like, sweet. Well, my battery died. So I was like, damn it. I didn't get to save it. Turned it on again. and had to play through the same section all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was about 10 minutes to actually get the little car guy and then start driving around and shoot these things and get through some, some doors. Well, then um, I died. So my fault on that one. So two faults of mine. Third time, I get further than I ever had before. And I was like, okay, I need to save it because this is ridiculous, I need to save it. I look for a safe place, and uh, I couldn't find one. So now I'm actually kind of frustrated because uh, I played the same thing three times, and I have to play it a fourth. Uh, and uh, it's just, I think it's my uh, my lack
0: of searching for a safe spot. That must be what it is. Cause, I yeah, think it's probably what it is. There's definitely enough. Like, what level are you playing it on? On medium or hard or easy? It's normal. It's normal. Normal. Yeah, I... Whatever. I i'm playing it on normal as well and i haven't run into the problem where i've died i've I've had to backtrack to save points when i know that i'm like really close to to being dead and i want to like save my life um i've Uh had to do that once or twice but Uh i haven't had too much problems with it um but you're you're digging it
1: yeah 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 um the only the part that i died on, on was i was the little uh I was that little guy, the little remote guy, and I was like, okay, there's like seven of these little, there's like 70 of these little bots, and I can't really kill them because I have my stun gun. Mm -hmm. And I was walking around, I was like, I know I'm going to get killed. I know I'm going to get killed. And then I got killed because there were a bunch of them, and I couldn't stun them all before I could run away but dig it um i'll be playing more of it i've also been playing uh as i mentioned earlier some um some wii games uh i flipped uh go squad a couple times played that with the girlfriend that was pretty fun nice uh i ordered i finally ordered and this is stuff for the wii spot podcast but um i finally got the perfect shot
0: nice and guys
1: it's a world of difference um it's I awesome had, isn't it yeah yeah it's awesome um, i had bought a, a knockoff uh perfect shot because it was cheaper at fries it was like it came with or it was going to come with um uh a house of dead mm-hmm. and i ended up returning it cuz it was like the worst piece of junk ever uh and then i saw it on sale at amazon and i picked it up for like 15 bucks and uh house of dead for the wee's coming out soon the next one over which i'm really excited yeah yeah exciting stuff like i think it comes out uh, the week after next yeah um, so I'm excited about that. So I want to get my, you know, my shooter on, on my Wii. So I've been playing a lot of that. And, uh, and Super Mario Galaxy. That's a game that I, one of the many games I regret not playing through to the end. Um, so I'd like to finish that and a couple of other DS games for the, for the most part, I'm enjoying it. So, and it looks like, uh, we did a little trade off. I started playing a little moon and then, uh, you picked up a game that uh, I was playing for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've been, uh, since I've been working and not having that much game time to, uh, to, to get into in the evening, uh, I've been basically picking up like the casual stuff. So picking up a lot of casual games on my iPhone. Uh, but I've also uh, been playing a lot of Soul Bubbles, which is a game that I, I didn't get too far into when I first started playing it. Um, but I'm now making my way through, clearing all the levels on the tree. And I have to say, this is probably my favorite game that came out in 2008. It's, it's a game that anybody can play you you don't die. You could just redo levels. Like it's, yeah. it's just such a calming Zen kind of game. It's so very, if so. you guys haven't checked it out, soul bubbles, we talked about it a long time ago. It was only available at toys R us. Uh, we were kind of wondering why they would do that. And, uh, I, I don't know if I can should really say this, but but I will. I was contacted by the developers, and they were saying like he he kind of like ripped me <laughs> a, a bit of a new one. Not not because he was mad at me, but just because of the the gravity of the situation. When you're an independent developer, sometimes you don't have choice. Um, on you're really restricted. You so yeah. it, it was basically get the game published or don't um, was kind of the choice. So it was only released at Toys R Us. So if you have a local Toys R Us, head down there and pick up a copy of this game. If you own a DS, everybody should be playing this game. It is, like I said, one of the best games, if not the best that came out in 2008. Um, but I, I've just been loving it, like going through replaying levels, just having a fun time, exploring, finding all the, the stardust in each of the levels just because and, and just really um not really using it as a game so much as just like a, a relaxation sort of thing for me. Like when I'm really stressed, I just take like a five minute break and just play some soul bubbles and kill some birds that are coming after my bubbles and float yeah. around and, and and then close the DS and go on with my day. So really been enjoying that and really happy that I've had it there to kind of take my mind off other things. Uh, but I've also been making my way through uh, Dragon Quest Four. I've been playing that a lot, actually. Usually, about I don't know, half hour to an hour uh, every night before bed. And uh, I think I'm on the f- just about to finish the third chapter, starting the fourth chapter of five, I think, or maybe four. No, I think there's five. So I- I'm I'm most way through the game, and I just got to say, like. Old school Japanese based RPGs are some of my favorite gaming moments of all time. Like, I, I just have such fond memories of playing like Final Fantasies and, and the, the old Dragon Quest on, on the NES and Super Nintendo that playing basically a similar game with updated graphics on my DS is just some some of my favorite times that i've been having um playing games for the last little while so if you guys are have haven't picked up any of the new re-releases like the final fantasy 4 dragon quest 4 dragon quest V is coming out in a couple weeks um if you're kind of curious as what o- old school rpgs are like um dragon quest 4 is good um final fantasy 4 is superb that's one of my favorite rpgs of all time so if you, if you just have some time to kill I, I highly recommend picking up one of those old titles it's just something simple even though it's they're really hard compared to current games there's yeah. just something simple about the gameplay and and you can just kind of sit back relax and then kill a couple thousand slimes and feel better about yourself
1: now real quick just to go back to uh just for a second soul bubbles i mean don't you find that even though you can't die and it's a super simplistic game and it's very easy to get into and it uses the uh the the, the ds um uh touchpad or touchscreen. Very innovatively. In, mm-hmm. inno, innovatively. Innovatively. Uh, innovative. To, okay, we'll try that another day. Better. But well. Better. It is well. better. Yes. <laughs> um, but
0: don't you find it also extremely challenging at certain points? Oh, yeah. The big time. Like, uh, maybe I'll go over what the game is uh, because it's been a while since we've talked about it. You're basically this, like, sprite of some sort and you control um the air, basically. And yeah. your goal is to collect souls and put them in a bubble hence the name soul bubble and then you're basically blowing air to get this bubble to the um soul trap thing that's at the end of the level so you're basically blowing your bubbles throughout a maze um in the maze there's going to be like vines that will capture your bubble and you have to use the cut move to cut uh, the vines um you also run into areas where your bubble just can't fit through so you actually have to use the cut move to cut your bubble into little chunks to kind of Mm -hmm. blow it through um there's also um a way to, to join your bubble back together to create new bubbles or to shrink it so you can get through those different things. Um, but then throughout the levels, besides the vines, there's like spikes that will pop your bubble instantly. There's creatures that try to take your bubble away, like birds and little guys with bows and arrows, it looks like. Um, and, and just a whole bunch of obstacles. So you, you're basically you're, you're competing with the level design and also with the enemies that are in the level. And none of them are really that hard to defeat, but it just it takes a lot of patience to get through some of the areas because you have to be very careful at times not to pop your bubble by going through different parts of the level. So it's I don't know, it's just Zen like it's tough in areas, but simple to play. Um, Just I don't know, just one of the best games that came out of the DS in 2008. I just really, 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 really like it.
1: So would you say it is your favorite game of 2008
0: then yeah of all the of all the ds games that i played in 2008 i'd have to say that soul bubbles is probably my my game of the year a little bit late it's only about uh-huh. a month and a half or a month and a week late um but yeah i think it was definitely my my game of the year of 2008 nice yeah all right should we get into the news Uh, Let's get to the release list first. Um, Ah. A couple games are coming out next week. Uh, We have Jake Power Policeman and Jake Power Fireman. So obviously games aimed at little children um, with Jake Power, who I guess is a little kids um, TV show or something. Uh, we have My Do-It-All, uh, the game that we talked about in the last episode, which is kind of like the personal organizer note-taking game thing. Uh, that's mm-hmm. finally shipping um, for the DS. Um, but the one game that I'm excited for and that I will be picking up on day one is a little game called Retro Game Challenge. Um, how do I describe Retro Game Challenge? Uh, you can actually head on over to RetroGameChallenge.com and check out the official website where you can see movies and download um backgrounds for your computer or whatever Um, but basically this is based on a japanese tv show called game center cx it's been around for like 10 years it's like has a cult following in in japan and basically uh there's the host who's a half of a comedy duo in japan who plays super hard old um japanese video games so like in the first episode he was playing games on the famicom and uh and the dreamcast and stuff like that maybe even some stuff on the playstation um but he's played stuff like super mario brothers uh the lost levels which is really really hard to uh to play that's that's definitely a difficult game he even played like steel battalion on the xbox which was that game that came with like the 180 dollar controller that you'd have to use all the buttons on have you ever heard about that one yeah absolutely yeah so basically the whole the whole show revolves around this guy playing games not very well and basically timing himself from start to finish to fully beat the game. Um so it's like it's called Following I think they're trying to sell the DVDs in North America. It's not really available out here. Um but a spin-off of that TV show was a game called Game Center CX. Um And uh, this is the port of that to North America. And basically in Game Center CX uh, or Retro Game Master, I guess, which is the the North American version, you are a guy that's been transported through time and trapped in old 1980s video games. Um, So it's kind of sounds really weird because it is. Um, So basically you are trying to defeat a guy. I think he's called the Game Master or whatever and you basically win by making your way through the games, playing these old um, simulations of old arcade games, like they have ones that are like uh, Galaxian, they have a game that's like Super Mario Brothers, and uh, a rally racing game, uh, a a fighter, uh, a whole bunch of stuff like that. Uh, There's even like an old RPG type game. And you basically are given like a challenge, so go and beat level 5 of the shooting game, and once you do that you unlock other things, uh, etc, etc. Throughout playing the game you can actually find old um, game magazines which are not real game magazines but they're like uh, you you might find an issue of game fan magazine from July of 1986 I'm just looking at a screenshot on the website Um, but basically finding those uh, magazines is really good because it gives you um, tips and tricks on how to get through the levels it gives you um, areas like secret areas how to find them but it also gives you cheap codes so it's kind of like you're back in the 80s again finding like EGM or, or GamePro and finding like the latest strategy to get through your old favorite game, except you're doing this because you're trapped in the 1980s in a video game. So, really weird, hard to get your head around, but from what I've seen from all the gameplay, this just looks awesome. If you like old retro video games like I do, um, this will be something to definitely pick up and play. And uh, I'll be definitely picking it up on day one, so you, if you're kind of on the fence and not sure, uh, you can look forward to uh, my thoughts on this game in uh, probably the next show or the show after
1: what's interesting to me is um i'm not sure if you've picked up oh i'm sure you've picked up but uh, our, our, what about our audience uh, like old collections of uh of, ga- uh of games um even on the playstation one where they have like the uh, namco or namco, namco, namco. museum and yeah. Like, yeah like those games are fun don't get me wrong and i love to own them and i've owned them in the past but i find myself Playing them and being nostalgic for five minutes, and then being like, "Okay, that was fun." Mm-hmm. Like I don't sit down like I used to with uh, Centipede and try to flip it, you know, yeah. or try to make the high score flip all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, so having all these like mini games that are, you know, replicas of other other eight uh, bit games sounds awesome yeah and that it follows a story and that you play them in small little increments and you just continue on on this larger piece of story yeah. sounds really, really really fun and even better than that well
0: um you're basically playing like a small section of each game to to beat the challenge but after you play like one or two challenges on a specific title you actually unlock the full game that you can play in its entirety so you can play it like an old video game if you oh, want nice. so you're not just playing like a mini um beat stage five where you start it pay- stage five you can actually start at stage one and make your way through the game and stuff like that so um it's it's kind of like a weird totally like meta kind of game where it's a game inside of a game inside of a movie inside of a game it's just so hard to get your head around but uh, i'm just so looking forward to playing this because it just like appeals to every retro bone that i have in my body right all right now should we get into the news yeah why don't we do that dsy news all right um so we got a couple (laughs) that just blows my ears out every single time uh we got a couple bits of news and notes from squaresoft square enix uh there's a couple games that are going to be coming to the ds over the next little while um we have, what do we have? A, a, F- a Final Fantasy remake. Uh, again, uh, they love to re-release old games and get more money for it. Uh, but this is a remake of uh, the old Game Boy Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Legends. I don't know if you ever played um, these titles on the DS, Edgar, or on the, no. the Game Boy, Edgar.
1: No, I didn't own a Game Boy, actually, to the DS. Mm-hmm. Um, I played I played friends' D- um, Game Boys, but I never owned one myself.
0: Yeah, well, basically, the Final Fantasy Legends, um, they kind of existed kind of outside of final fantasy like they weren't really considered as part of final fantasy really kind of like um final fantasy mystic quests that came out on the super nintendo um but the the final fantasy legends games they were a lot smaller a lot simpler um but i had each and every one of them i think i actually still have them in a shelf behind me and i would play them all the time like i'd, I'd replay through all of them um in japan they were called sega um so sega 2 is final fantasy legends 2 and there's going to be a ds remake of that title coming out um, probably within a few months in japan and then making its way over here as well so i'm going to put a couple links in the show notes to some more information about it um they even went so far as to release like an eight minute look back of the series which is all done in japanese which shows like old screenshots and and new screenshots for the same area so i it's kind of weird to see them taking this game, which was kind of like an ancillary kind of title to the whole final fantasy series and spend real time porting it over and making it available on the DS. Um, really weird. I I don't understand that really, since they kind of treated it as like the, the redheaded stepchild of the final fantasy series. But there you go. Anyway, uh, final fantasy legends will be making its way to the DS. Um, and also announced finally, um, the release date for a game called final fantasy crystal chronicles uh, echoes of time um this is a game that's been announced for a while uh and it was actually announced a little while ago that it's going to be made available both on the ds and the wii um but uh they released a um press release i guess that said the game's going to be coming out on march 24th 2009 And the coolest part about it is that you'll be able to play cross-platform. So if Edgar's playing on his Wii and I'm playing on my DS, we could potentially meet up in-game and play together. Um, The graphics are going to be very similar across both platforms, which means that the DS version is going to look really good and the Wii version is going to look really bad (laughs) since (laughs) they're going to have really similar graphics. Um, But basically, you're going to be able to take this online and adventure with your friends Um, cross-platform team up, play multiplayer, you can trade items, uh you can chat through like the text-based chat that they have in the game. Uh you can create your own armor and weapons and materials and trade them with your friends. So it's pretty cool. Um it looks like it's going to be 40 bucks on the Wii. I'm looking to see what it's going to be on the DS. I think it's going to be $40 as well. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be cheaper on the Wii than a standard Wii game and more expensive on the DS than a standard DS game. So
1: yeah, kind of weird. Now, let me ask you this. Is it Are, are you going to be able to switch back and forth on the consoles, or are you tied to that console once you start the game?
0: That is a very good question. I'm trying to look in the press release, and I'm not seeing it. I, I'm thinking back to old interviews that I've seen, which mm-hmm. might actually have your characters in some form existing online, but I, it doesn't show that in the uh, press release, so I don't want to say that right now. So I don't know maybe you're limited to the platform that you have it on. Um it would be kind of cool though to play on your DS when you're outside and then come back and pick up where you left off on your Wii. Um, oh, absolutely. We'll to that would be that, more.
1: that would be the selling point for me. If I could do that, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh and it, I don't think I've uh ever played a To be honest, they we we've, we've been hearing these promises from Nintendo for a very a very long time. You know, being able to jump from even your GameCube to your Game Boy Advanced. Um and we haven't really seen that, but if there was a game that would do that,
0: I would be completely sold. Mm-hmm. Absolutely sold. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, the other thing that they say in the, in the press release that I didn't uh, say is you can switch between single player and multiplayer real time. So you could be playing a uh, single player, get like a text message from your buddy saying, Hey, I want to, I want to play some final fantasy with you. And then you can pretty much invite him to your game somehow. Oh, it's, awesome. Yeah. It's, so weird like to, to have this type of game on the ds and the wii i kind of want to like poo poo it right away just because nintendo doesn't really support anything online they uh, except as like a uh, an afterthought with everything that they do so to see a company be this innovative on on the ds and the wii makes me kind of wonder if it's actually going to work at all yeah
1: I also wonder if they're dumbing down the graphics on both systems just to make the environment similar, like so you don't get shell shocked when you jump back and forth. But I wonder if it's also maybe because they're using the same, a similar game engine.
0: Mm. That's probably what it is. Like uh, uh, Square's been working on something. I can't remember what they call the engine. I think it's like Crossback or something, which basically allows them to build a a, a game that will essentially run on the DS or the Wii uh, without really too much monkeying. They just Mm. write this kind of code that kind of runs in the middle on another engine, which can exist both on the DS and on the Wii. So that's how this game exists. And I guess that's how other games are going to be able to be made um, so they can play on the DS or the Wii. Because I think this is going to be something that Square is going to be focusing on for future titles. All right, let's continue. All right, well, the next story is uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, That's Pagel DS, which will be coming out soon, apparently sometime in March. Uh, If you guys haven't played Pagel, um, you can download it on the PC. Uh, It's available or will be available on the 360, I think, and it's coming out on the iPhone. So it's going to be everywhere soon. Um, But basically, I've been playing this for over a year now and it is so totally addictive. Uh, you basically it's like kind of like a pachinko kind of game or or like Plinko on uh, Price is Right. You basically you launch these balls and they bounce off pegs when they hit the peg the peg disappears you have to clear a certain number of orange pegs from a level to beat the level that's kind of the goal it sounds simple it sounds kind of lame but it is like so totally addicting Um, each level has a different mascot so you can have like bjorn the unicorn Um, so they're all like stupid stupid sounding and lame Um, but each mascot has its own kind of bonus that it gives you. So if you hit a, a green peg when you're on the unicorn stage, you basically get a little line that shows where your where your pegle ball is gonna go. Um there's I think uh I think he's a gopher maybe um who when you hit the green peg it spawns another ball so you have multiple balls that will bounce around. There's like this cat that is also a Sphinx who makes some i don't know um basically turns a little thing at the bottom of the screen into kind of a pyramid because there's this little scoop that runs along the bottom of the screen that can also catch your ball to give you another go to go Mm. so Mm. there's like a lot of things that are kind of playing out in this game and uh it's just totally addictive like if you've played it on the pc i don't know anybody that's played pagel for a minute it's kind of a game that sucks you in and play you you play for a long long time so it was kind of cool to see that it's coming out on the ds um, but even better uh the developers have called um what is the what's the guy's name greg canessa he's basically said that Pagel dual shot which is the ds version is the best Pagel version ever um it's the ultimate adaptation of Pagel. um basically um the reason for that is the fact that there's the most number of levels on the ds version and also the fact that it is truly made for a touchscreen c- handheld because you're basically right. drawing out your path where you want the ball to go and it makes more sense to touch it with a pen than it does to like move your mouse and click on it or anything like that right so right it's uh, I don't know. It's really cool. It's coming out March third, uh, so you can check that out, and that'll be another day one pickup for me, I'm sure.
1: Nice. Is this a? a do, is it going to be a budget title, or is it going to be a full
0: price forty dollar thirty dollar game? I believe it's a twenty dollar price point, um, but don't quote me on that. Oh, cool.
1: All right, guys, next on the list, uh, as long as we're talking about announcements, uh, 2K Sports announces Don King Boxing for the Wii and the DS. Uh, So I think if you guys listen to the Wii Spot podcast, uh, we mentioned that there's finally a a punch out coming out. Well, to fill the gap between uh, between punch out coming out on the Wii, uh, 2K decided to fill that gap in with uh, Don King Boxing on your DS and the Wii. Uh, From the screenshots, it looks... Really neat. Um, That's not too much available. I think there's a couple of hands ons uh, on the internet as far as uh, what the gameplay is going to be like. But both look for the Wii and the and the uh, DS. They both look pretty well done. Uh, I really enjoy boxing games hmm. for some bizarre reason. Uh, uh, especially like on my Wii and on on. Uh, well, I haven't never, never had on the DS, but um, I'm I'm actually pretty excited about it and. You know, Lloyd and I talked about last week that all of a sudden companies are announcing games that are just going to be released right around the corner. This is the same way. Um, It's going to be released March 31st, uh, and I'm sure you'll see a lot more hands-on and uh, previews in the next coming uh, months. And as soon as it comes out, I'll be picking it up and giving you guys a review as well.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it looks uh, looks really interesting, and it's kind of neat to see a title like that coming to your little DS. Um, Yeah.
1: And it's cool because, you know, unlike the Punch-Out series where they just use, you know, made-up cartoony boxers, uh, they will actually have, uh, you know, it'll be more of a a simulation-type game where they'll have licensed fighters and licensed arenas, um, you know, the different uh, arenas at uh, like Madison Square Garden and places like that. So uh, if you want a more realistic approach to your boxers, this may be a title for you guys.
0: Cool a couple uh, quick news and notes before we uh, head into the single solitary email that we have. Uh, just want to let you guys know that uh title has been announced for DSI where, uh, we don't even know when the DSI is coming to North America yet. And Oh, uh, on the DSI, we got a lot of really great email from you guys about my, uh, hands-on pr- uh, review of the DSI. So thank you for all the, the notes that you guys have sent in. I uh, really appreciate that you took the time to send in all those emails. Um, But a developer has announced that they're going to be releasing a title on the DSiWare service called Globulus. Um and if you guys remember that name, it used to be an old website where you could actually go online and play uh flash games with these little round smiley face looking characters. Well, um uh, with that announcement, globulus.com has relaunched and you can actually go there and play this game for free. Um essentially this same title will be available on your DSI so you can just jump online and play no matter where you are as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection. So I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I wanted to mention it in the podcast. Uh, We have an official website that has opened in the last week or so. That is the official website um, in Japan for Mario & Luigi RPG 3, um, which is going to be coming out in Japan at the end of March, I believe. Um, there's a couple of movies online, uh, a lot of text, if you can read Japanese, but that's about all. Uh, the really cool thing though, is, uh, with the addition of Bowser as a playable character. So it's Mario, Luigi and Bowser in this version, and, uh, you have to go through and, uh, save the princess I'm assuming, but, uh, you can head on over and take a peek at the, uh, the different, uh, gameplay videos that are out there. And last but not least, uh, even though Edgar is going to joke about it. <laughs> Um if you guys have remember a uh an old RPG that came out on old old Sega systems like the Master System and that Genesis. no one played some people played uh very few it, it, it was called The Legacy of Ease uh which was just like YS um book 1 and 2 is going to be coming for the DS uh announced a while ago so no big news there um what is news though is that uh they pushed back the release of this game uh, There was a I guess, a manufacturing delay or whatever. So they said, sorry, uh, this game won't be available for two more weeks. Uh, we apologize. And as a, a we're sorry, uh, we're bundling in a soundtrack CD with every copy that's going to be sold. So previously, I think the soundtrack was something that um, EB Games was given as kind of a pre-order bonus. But now every single person that buys the Legacy of Ease uh, books one and two will get the soundtrack CD. So that's awesome. Yeah, that that is cool to see kind of an a, a, an I guess a we're sorry from a developer uh, when they they screwed up a, a release list or whatever. So uh there you go. That's going to about do it for uh news this week unless there's something else you want to add, Mr. Edgar first.
1: No, I think a lot of people have heard of Ease. Mm-hmm. but never really actually played it. It's it, it's fairly it's popular, but it's not it's not a Final Classic.
0: Fantasy, it's not a it's not a Dragon Quest. It was definitely like a very niche title that a lot of people played because i mean it's not even
1: a fantasy star and fantasy mm -hmm. star before the latest like reincarnations on the you know the dreamcast and um the latter ones i think fantasy star was somewhat of a cult classic too yeah dragon warrior and final fantasy were way bigger games than than uh than uh with fantasy star
0: totally and and ease was different where it basically came out on every single console so it was totally cross cross platform where the other rpgs were console specific you had all the old uh, square rpgs on nintendo you had fantasy star on sega and ease was kind of like on uh, turbo graphics it was on the the nintendo platform it was on the sega platform so for something that existed in lots of places it did get the love that a lot of the other games got yeah uh all right let's get into the uh, touchback section ds life touchback, touchback. already so we got good one email. timing that was good timing there was, was a bit good. of a delay at the start of this one so you started talking after i hit the button i'm like oh no and then it just timed out perfectly uh we have one single solitary email this week uh, that we can answer on the air and this one comes from greg and uh it's Something that's going to break me a little bit. So I guess I'll read it. He goes, Lloyd, I guess I'm going to have to agree with Edgar when it comes to the DSi. $179 is a steep price for what you get. For $20 more, you could get an iPhone or $40 an iPod Touch. In Japan, I see this being an amazing thing to sell. They love these things. But I don't see developers going nuts building for this console in North America, I guess is what he was assuming. Um, Maybe the DSi store will be like the App Store on the iPhone. And people go crazy developing there. Uh, With the iPhone and iPod Touch brought up how much better the Internet could be on the DSi. All right. That was a bit awkward. Uh, The keyboard in the chat on the DS is too cramped. I think that the Internet is going to be more of a gimmick than anything else. Uh, Also, though, I imagine how much more DSi games are going to cost at most DS games cost $40, except uh, for that Final Fantasy one, which oh no, that was $39.99, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Uh, even if it's $5 increase, that makes most games cost as much as a PS2 game when they were brand new or a little less than a 360 PS3 or Wii title. Uh, My biggest fear is that Nintendo is getting ready to sell out its loyal audience uh, just to get as many systems sold as possible. How many games do you think casual gamers actually buy? Uh, This can't be uh, that profitable, despite all the shovelware that is out there. It pains me to say, but if Nintendo doesn't do something more for the people uh, that believed in them back with the NES, I may jump ship and not buy any more games. I don't want to buy just an iPhone I don't want to be just an iPhone gamer. I guess is what he meant. I want to play my DS and not what Nintendo wants me to play. From Greg, so interesting. Th- yeah, that was just a sample of some of the feedback that I got uh, on on the DSI um, article that we did. I, I guess one thing to note: um, Nintendo hasn't announced the DSI uh, for North America yet, so we don't know if it's going to come out right. in, like April third, like people were saying, or if it's going to be or the price. Point. It could be. Yeah, we,
1: we don't even know the price point yet.
0: Yeah, like so I. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I think that that price is probably what it's going to come out at with Nintendo knowing that they can still sell millions and millions of these titles mm-hmm. or
1: console like now all the uh n- now for the emails that you received are people liking the 180 price or people kind of not digging it too much um
0: this is the only one that's actually referred to the price directly but it's been oh. kind of 50 50 with people that want to get a dsi um who might not have wanted to get one before but heard my um my talking about it and wanted to jump on ship and get one uh to mm-hmm. people that said no doesn't sound like it's going to be enough for me thanks but no thanks nintendo type thing mm-hmm. okay so yeah enough. i don't know i 179. I don't think they're going to sell that many. I think it's going to be more of a of of a of a niche, uh, like a small subset of of all the DS owners are going yeah. to have a DSI, um, unless they drop the price a fair bit.
1: And just to let you guys know, um, and and no, uh, no disrespect to the the your uh, iPhone gaming show, but the iPhone is not a, a replacement for gaming in any way, shape, or form. Um, I find that. The games that I do play are are a little bit uh they're they're more of a quick play than anything else um there's some great puzzle games but but you kind of get the idea of what type of games there are for the iphone and to be honest um you know racers that I control with uh, you know with the actual unit aren't really my style mm-hmm. uh I still like the tactical feeling of a controller or of a directional pad um so, while I think the iPhone is a nice, um, it's an it's an easy way to carry games with you. I don't think it's a direct replacement for the DS. Now, if there's a casual gamer that decides to replace, like they, they're not going to get a DS um, because the like the iPhone or the iPod Touch, um, you know, they were already on the fence anyway, mm-hmm. and not, you know, I don't think that that they would have it would. It, it, I don't think that the, the, the um, iPhone or the iPod Touch are cannibalizing too many DS sales, I don't believe.
0: No, I, I think, if, if anything, they're only cannibalizing some of the um, casual game uh, types, uh, type either games or gamers. Uh, because, like you said, there's a lot of pick-up-and-play stuff, uh, which makes sense because you're playing on a phone. You're, you right. don't want your battery to be dead by the time that you have to make an emergency phone call. Um, exactly. You can hear more of my thoughts on the on, on the the iphone at uh, touch the iphone podcast that i do um but i don't know i would i would be careful not calling it a a, a a real gaming device because i don't know i know a lot of people that all they do is play games on their iphone now when they used to pick up their console every once in a while or their handheld uh, there's just something to be said about having games with you on a device that you have with you all the time um yeah, I don't know. I, I play my touch probably more than anything else now, just because that's where my life is right now. Where I'm mm-hmm. always on the go and only have five minutes to play a game. So I'll pick up a, I'll pick up my iPhone, play a, a round of Blue Defense or Blue Attack or something like that, um, which is like a shooter, su- super simple, um, but it is like super addictive as well. Play that, put my phone away, go about my business. So I think mm. I think there's a market for everything. Yeah, absolutely. All, All right. right. So that about it. I think so. I think that's going to about do it for this episode. Uh, Just a reminder, check out the new com and let us know what you think. Um, I'm definitely eager to get this site out there and launched finally after uh, being... Uh, delays thrown in, I guess, um, because of work engagements and stuff that's been keeping me from doing my hobbies. Uh, So definitely check it out. Uh, You can email us while you're there. Uh, Just head on over to DSLivePodcast.com. Click contact us at the top of the page and send us an email. We do love to hear from you guys. You can email us directly at DSLivePodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at area code 206-326-1221. Again,
1: ladies ladies and gentlemen, that number is 206-326-1221.
0: All right. Well, until next time, I guess uh, thanks for joining us and uh, let us know what you want to hear from the podcast. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Send us an email. We- we'd love to hear from you guys. Absolutely. All right. All right, guys. Take it easy. Later. bye DS Life, your D D D S News Source. 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 source.